Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. How are you all? Hi, everybody. It's Lindsay and Krista. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. (laughs) We've been doing this for five years now. Um, Mm -hmm. We're over 30. Don't need to be any age to listen. You don't need to ask us if we're going to change it. You don't need to ask us how old we are. You don't need to ask us if we're going to change it. We can just live our lives and do our thing. (laughs) Oh, we're so happy you're here. Uh, Krista and I were saying before this, we feel like robots uh, a little bit. (laughs) So attached to technology this week. Blessings, but also... Oh man, I w- we would love an in-person meeting every once in a while. <laughs> I feel like fully AI. Uh, I was just thinking we've been on interviews this week. We've done a lot of podcast interviews where we've been on other people's shows. And a lot of the questions are like, what is the role of nature in your life? And I'm like looking around I know. my environment. I'm like, I'm talking about nature and I'm not in nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the importance of the soul. And I literally am selling my soul to Zoom. <laughs> I just was like, oh, wow, this discrepancy does not feel good that I'm talking about all these concepts and ideas. And also too, I was talking about when I used to work like a 95 standard 95, yeah. I guess. And I was like, oh, you know, I felt like this lack of freedom. And I'm like, damn, yesterday I was on seven Zoom calls. I'm like, how am I doing it different? Mm. It's almost like it's so ingrained in us sometimes to be on this structure that even when we feel like we're out of it, we're almost, we're still in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I found, I found myself at one point just feeling like a little kid being like, I don't want to get on another call. And cause I yes. just really needed almost like recess for a second. I like needed yes. to either take a walk. I needed to walk around my apartment or get up or do something else because the back to back, I was like, I'm not ready mm-hmm. <laughs> to do this. What was it? Yeah. We were on some call and I just started laughing. I was just like, oh man. Sometimes you just got to laugh because sometimes you like pull up out of it and you're like, I'm talking about <laughs> file, a filing system for screenshots of social media posts that I did. Like, what are we even fucking talking about? You know, what is the point of all of this? <laughs> we Why were, does it just get so confusing? <laughs> we were on a call the other day. I think it was our big group coaching call for the Accelerator and it was awesome. Um, they're just so amazing, by the way. And... I was giving an example of working with a brand or something. And you and I were like, before this call, I was like, have you tried mud water or something? Like I brought up mud water. I brought it up like three separate times. Then I brought it up in this example. And all of a sudden I see Krista's like camera go like off. Like she needed to just have a fucking moment, like a laugh moment. Because Lindsay was like, you know, if you're if you're doing working with mud water as an example, I'm like, what is up with you and mud water? I'm like, how sold? You got so sold by mud water. I was never like, had it. chill out. Never, yeah, had, never had it. it. I was like, they've never had it. They're not even a sponsor. What are you literally talking about? Or when I started talking about a sponsor, you guys, I was just in front of Zoom too much. I grabbed a bucket hat from a sponsor that was sitting next to me. And I put it on and I was like, see, this is a great example. This brand and this bucket hat. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like I put on a costume to prove a point. <laughs> Everyone was loving it. They're like, I get it. Yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. They're like, totally. And I was and like sitting there like, sure, man. <laughs> Whatever dude, you need to do. Sure. <laughs> I, but that call, on that call, I was telling you, I felt like a high schooler when you come home drunk 
And you're trying to prove to your parents that you're not drunk. So you're being very particular about your words. And every time you make a full sentence, you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah, I literally, after I said every sentence in my head, I was like, yes, I did it. Okay, I said something. Yes. Okay, that was coherent. Yes. I literally (laughs) felt like I was drunk and I was trying to just make sentences to prove to my parents I was sober. It was was so... It was so bad. When every word followed the next, I was seeing every word follow the next in my head. Where I'm like, okay, now I say this. I know that feeling. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) But the Zoom... Yeah, the Zoom life is so... It's weird because it's like, you know, we gave up offices for home, which has felt great. I think Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, it's felt great. For me, we've been home for a while, but I'm like, ooh, but then you do give up. You know, it's like the balance of like, okay, we are giving up the person to person, the like team meetings, you know, connecting with people. And I do feel like because people aren't commuting as much and you have more time essentially in quotes when you're home, because at work you do have time to go to meetings. You kind of have conversations at the water cooler, lunches with teams. You kind of have a lot more time spent that's not really working. It's like we're being more productive and we're working. And I don't know if that's also healthy either. But I also think it's like missing the little moments, like you said, the water cooler thing, but even like feeling each other's energy and like body language, walking into a room being like, what's up guys? Like instead of like starting a Zoom meeting, like, hello everyone, welcome. You know, it's like, instead of having that that meeting you go to... (laughs) Like, what's up, guys? Q2 reporting. Let's fucking go, baby. Bang the table, y'all. Uh, 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 uh. We're going to look at our A&R reports. <laughs> but I can imagine there's like something to it. I don't yes. know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's energy you get with people. Interesting. And, yeah, it, it is very weird. But I was like, ooh, I don't know if this is good for me yeah. right we, now. And it's, it's weird because you love seeing people. It's good to mm-hmm. see people. You connect with them when you see them. But then, and when I do find myself not on video, I'm kind of, kind of scrolling or something. I know, I know. I need to be better about checking that. emails. I, yeah, we were little dude. Matt, other, this is bad. We were on a call, and I was checking. I was doing other things, and they were like, "So, what do you think about this, Krista?" And I, honestly, you're like, "Oh, had glitched." No, you're like, "It glitched." I had Sorry, no idea. what did you say for the last five I had minutes? No idea. So I was like, "Oh, what Lindsay said, I really, really loved." And if you're asking me about blank. And they were like, sure. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to talk about this. And I don't need to do that. It did not feel good. But I was just surprised, to be honest. I was surprised with how intently they were listening and asking questions. Mm. And I didn't expect that. So I kind of got stunned a little bit because I'm like, oh, they're not paying attention. And they completely were. Yes. And definitely it was very obvious I wasn't paying attention. Totally. So did you like what I said or not? Like, I did. It was like, do you remember that call? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, I really good. liked what I said. So I hope you liked it too. You crushed. You crushed. I was like, you know, she said it. I was like, she just said it all. Honestly. She said it. You know what? Life is about less words and more action. So I'm going to let Lindsay just let that whole thing, whole thing go. But this is your reminder to take breaks and just kind of let yourself be a human, not be a complete robot all the time. Um, And worry about more human moments, less productivity. Yeah. Um, Love your mothers, Lindsay and Krista. So today's interview, um, we're really excited. We have V's Honey on, Vanessa Fitzgerald, who this has been a long time coming for sure. She's 
dear friends with one of my close friends, Athena. And we've just known about her in the space from working with people on our team like Griffin and Allie, from working with our friend Pia. She works with so many people and she's changed a lot of lives. And what I loved is that I always heard about her that she's really no bullshit, mm-hmm. that she's very direct and to the point. And there's like no dancing around the direction that she she provides or the information she provides or the science that she shares. And I actually really appreciate that because I do feel like there is a lot of coddling sometimes in nutrition and food and wellness and all these things, which I actually think is powerful at moments. But then there also is like a clarity that she has that I really, really like. So this is going to be a wellness-focused, health-focused podcast episode. And I know that we haven't done that in a while. So I think you all are really going to like it. Yeah. I love her so much. I really enjoyed this one. Um, she talks about her specific work. So this is like a not, not a one-size-fits-all modality. So she uses muscle testing to discover underlying causes of symptoms. And she uses whole food supplements to help the body heal. It's really, really fascinating. So she describes and explains what mus- muscle testing is because I really didn't understand it. Um, And then her own personal health journey as well. So she has reversed her Hashimoto's. She is really thriving with PCOS. I know there are a lot of women out there listening that have PCOS. And she has successfully detoxed from Adderall. Um, She documented that whole journey, which was so fascinating. So we were talking a lot about that. This one is, is one of those that we don't do as often anymore. So we started out this podcast doing a ton of health uh, episode. So I really, I love when we're able to sit down with people who we love, respect, and trust in the health and wellness space. And she is one of them. So she has various degrees from NYU, from IIN. She also attended the Biomdex Institute where she trained to understand and learn about live blood education. And she worked with homeopathic medicine through the nutrition response testing at the Ulan School. She has various certifications and degrees and she uses that to work with patients here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Thank you again, Vanessa, for coming on the show. And if y'all are interested in working with Vanessa or uh, just taking advantage of any of her resources, her shop, she has products as well. You can go to vshoney.com, V-E-E-S-H-O-N-E-Y.com. She's the same on Instagram. Enjoy this one. Thank you for listening to Almost 30. We really appreciate it. If you are not already subscribed to the show, highly recommend doing that. So all of our episodes just drop into your inbox every single week and follow us on Instagram at Almost 30 Podcast. We're on there just, you know, being silly, sharing our hearts, connecting with you all. And I'm at Lindsay Simsic on Instagram. And I'm at It's Krista and we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there (laughs) with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has 
really been such a support and teacher for Chris and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101 the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Kristen and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership. But Head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp. Space dash camp. <laughs> Say that 30 times. Almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. I've known your work for so long. You work with so many of our friends. Pia is like your biggest fan. Griffin on our team. Ali on our team. And then Athena. Athena, one of our dear mutual friends, like just loves you. And I felt like there's so much for us to talk about. But I do want to start with talking a little bit about the Adderall detox that you did because we've actually never talked about something like that on our show. And I think your approach with it was like really, really special. And I think... At, for people that aren't prescribed or are prescribed, they don't realize how intense of a drug it is. And I, I'm saying that from someone that took it recreationally for a long time, not prescribed. And I didn't realize how dangerous it was. Like I just, it was like birth control where I was just told the benefits, but not like what was really happening to my body. Yeah. I mean, I didn't either, but I realized, you know, when you look at, it's funny because then people are like, there's Vyvanse and Concerta and all these other drugs. At the end of the day, they still do the same thing to your brain in a way where it accelerates dopamine and it's it becomes very addictive. So it overrides your brain's ability to build certain chemicals that, you know, it's one thing if you're low on serotonin and dopamine and you're taking antidepressants. Another thing if you're taking something to jack you up, especially Adderall. And when you look at the, it's amphetamine. That's what it is. Like, what is it? What is amphetamine rebuilding in your body? <laughs> Nothing. So when I realized that, I went down the rabbit hole to actually figure out what was in this drug. Not, not to mention like drugs, medicines, they have energies to them. And this energy that this medicine holds is quite dark. Um, it's an obsessive, compulsive, uh, like a neediness. It's a hypersensitivity, it's a, uh, you know, apathy, 
there's so many rage. There's a lot behind these medicines that are meant to make you focus intently, but then they also make you either obsess or you're removed from your own life. It's like you're not really in your body. And people don't realize that because they'll suffer from anxiety and maybe they'll go on an anti-anxiety then or they'll suffer from depression. They'll go on antidepressant or if they're on an antidepressant that makes them not as motivated, then they go on the Adderall. It's like, it's a becomes a whole cocktail. And with these drugs, there are so many other ways to focus and have concentration. It's just that as a society, you know, especially starting with school, we're we're meant to we, we're we're put in a box. Like you sit in the chair, you take the test, the same standardized test everybody else takes. You listen to the teacher, and you learn this way and only this way. And if you don't learn this way, you're dumb or you're slow or you're a bad kid, whatever it is. And we don't celebrate the creative learning differences of people. And, you know, especially like a creative is going to learn different than somebody that is really, that really excels in math. So it's just when you start to teach that as children and then you go into real life and then we're in this hustle culture now and entrepreneurship and and bigger, better, faster, more, more, now, now, instant gratification, then these drugs are also getting abused because we're trying to fit into this mold as well. So we become completely detached from our bodies and our emotions. And then it starts to affect, you know, maybe you get a certain amount of things done, but I'll tell you one thing, this drug works until it does not work. So I have some people that come to me for Adderall detox and they're unmotivated, they're depressed, they're gaining a bunch of weight, they keep upping their medication, but you're just chasing after after something that like never really existed in the first place. It's a Band-Aid. So there are so many different ways to come off this drug. And I didn't realize that until I went through my own detox. That's why I like journaled it, video journaled it, because I thought, you know, this is the one thing at the time I hadn't changed and I'd done work, I'd done plant medicine, I'd done therapy, I'd done all these things. And I was like, why is like nothing going the way I want it to go? Like career, relationships, but I had so much anxiety. I also was attracting the wrong things. I was like vibrating at a different level. And that vibration was attracting things that I did not want to attract or a lot of missed opportunities having to do with overthinking because you become obsessed. And when you overthink, you paralyze yourself. So, and I think yeah. on that point, just quickly, it's like not shaming anyone who's currently on it, but just whenever you're doing anything consistently that isn't aligned, your vibration is sending the wrong signals. And for you, that was like not a fit. No, not a fit at all. But I have yet to meet one person where it is a fit, you know? And then even like, it's funny when they go back on it, like I'll have a client, rarely, but like I'll have a couple clients that will go back on it and they just are like, they have this energy all of a sudden when they go on it. And it's like, they look like they want to burst into tears any second because it's, it's, it's weighty. It's sad. It, it, it does. It's the way it sits in you is wild. And I see it. I see it on people's faces because I was there and now I'm able to see it now that I've stepped out of it. And honestly, if I was on it for 13 years, like anyone can come off of this stuff. What, what was the beginning of the detox? Like how can someone even wrap their head around coming off of it? Well, the first time I tried to come off of it, I wasn't journaling it. And I... um it wasn't sustainable. First of all, I was doing it 
you know, privately. So, mm. and I always say no man is an island. Like you cannot do it without a support system. Like if you isolate, forget about it. The drug will get take you over again. You also can't have any lying around. It's not helpful whatsoever. You got to stop drinking alcohol. And I always say 21 days because they say it takes 21 days to break a habit. I don't know how legit that is now that more studies have come out, but 30 days seems to be like, oh no, 30 days? But if you say 21, they're like, oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. So I say 21 because you all, you kind of don't even know what a real hangover is. Because when you drink, is a depressant. The next day, you're going to want an upper. So that's why I say, let's not cue for the drug. And then I just changed my diet. And I also changed what I was listening to. Like I would listen to classical music. I would go on long mm-hmm. walks, like less dopamine. Like my brain had to rebuild oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin all over again on its own. So I couldn't really have a lot of stimulants that would spike this. Like EDF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, waiting for that drop. <laughs> right. You're like, my dopamine's waiting for the drop. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I think about that with music all the time. It's, yes. it's another... I was in Soul Cycle like months and months and months ago. And I was like asking my guides, I'm like, what is the point of EDM, like this music? And they were like, anxiety. I was like, oh, wow. Mm. Because it is, it makes you like you feel something. So, okay, classical music. Like I wouldn't run to classical music. That wouldn't help motivate me. But walking and sitting and listening to it. Like even recently I was working with, you know, one of my coaches and I was after a breakup and I was like, I'm having such a hard time with dopamine. Like I just feel like, like completely crashed. She's like, go on a walk and listen to classical music. Mm -hmm. Like, get back to nature and get back to things to rebuild your dopamine. You can't just like sit there and feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, thank you for the reminder. Mm -hmm. So things like that are helpful. You have to sleep. You have to get as much sleep as possible. It's really the only true way to heal the adrenals and everybody's looking for a quick fix. What's the correlation between the adrenals and dopamine? I mean, the adrenals and Adderall. So okay. Adderall just like, and all those concentration drugs really crash out your adrenals. Oh, wow. Because they raise cortisol and they make you stay awake longer than you probably should and your heart beat faster than it probably should. Were they designed that way? Mm. Yeah. So Do you the, know what I mean? So you need more every day? Well, the original drug that came out, I think, I think it was the 50s. But there's a commercial and it was like for housewives. And it was like, yeah. look, you can get more done in one day. And like you'd see the housewife like pop the pill and then she'd be like sweeping like crazy. And, she, and then she'd produce dinner and she'd have oh, a baby boy. in her arms. She'd be like, look, I did it all in one day. Wow. So it, uh, yeah, that's what it was designed for really to speed people up. And make them more productive and focus. And yeah, it's like for people use it for studying or just like, and it's all part of like the system. Yeah, you know, makes you good for the system because you're what you're able to focus, you're able to sit, you're able to concentrate, and it's not like the human part of our human experience is being energetic, being not energetic, feeling set, you know, feeling mm-hmm. these emotions and having this cycle and these different waves of expression, and feel like that is sort of like when people are always like, "How do I be more productive? Like, how do I, you know, what are some productivity hacks?" And it's like, dude, live, be a human. Like yeah. it's, it's okay if you don't feel like you can work for nine hours a day. It's okay if you feel like you're losing your focus when you're at a computer for 10 hours a day. Like that's so normal. And I feel like so often people are talking about productivity hacks and really it's like just 
taking a break is actually probably what people should be doing and resting. So you discovered, so part of your detox was doing the classical music and the walking. What was like, were you able to work, I guess, during this time? And then physically, what sort of, was there any physical manifestations of what was happening? Because since it's an appetite suppressant, did you find yourself, like, how did that affect maybe your body conversation or your relationship with your body if you were eating, if your eating habits were changing? So that's why sleep is key. Mm-hmm. So when you're sleep deprived, you tend to eat. But I noticed that a lot of people that come to me that are on Adderall or Vyvanse or Concert or whatever are tend to be binge eaters anyways. So it's not really doing a service. Maybe they're just not hungry and then all of a sudden they start binging. For me though, like one of the reasons why I went off of it because I was like lost work-wise. <laughs> so I actually had... I was living in Austin, Texas. And then I came back here to visit and I had broken up with a boyfriend. And then I was at my mom's. I'm like, where's my career? Nothing's happening. So I basically moved home and just chilled out and allowed myself to go through this process for a little bit. I was just in a corporate job. like I made money. I could live off of it. I wasn't paying rent at my mom's. So I allowed myself to sleep. I was still trying to be productive, but I did find that when I would go to like, you know, I was trying to come up with different concepts of things to do. And when I would go to work, it was actually a much more like focused productivity. Like before productivity was like a lot of busy work. Like these drugs actually don't, you're so productive, but you actually don't really know what you're producing. Yes. Yes. It's totally bizarre. Yes. Yes. But this is more of like a, okay, so I can only concentrate for this amount of time and I got to take a break. But I was like really focused on it and actually producing something and understanding what I was producing. And I wasn't trying to do 10 million things at once and I would do one thing at a time. So it was a new way of learning and a new way of producing. I slept a lot. I also made sure I did I couldn't eat out for a little while because I wanted to be in control of my meals and my times. I knew I wanted to eat three meals a day so that my blood sugar was even. I knew that I wanted to eat whole healthy foods, organic. And I knew that I wanted to eat more on like the, I mean, for lack of a better term, keto, but it's not keto. It's not like I was measuring my ketosis, but lower carbohydrates. Because unless you're running marathons, which I'm not a marathon runner, the carbohydrates tend to spike insulin and then that'll affect the adrenals. And you don't really need that many carbohydrates if you're not going to be burning them off like that. So it's better for the brain. It won't bog you down. Also grains, Dr. Perlmutter wrote a great book called Grain Brain. So going off grains, super helpful for the brain. Also not eating sugar and like, you know, whatever's in a sauce or an oil. I just really wanted to clean it up. And I really wanted to think of food as like really nourishing my body. And I actually lost weight when I first went off Adderall because I was eating healthy. And I also didn't have this weird bloat from the medication that it gives. It does give like a slight bloat because it does... You know, it's taxing on your liver, your kidneys, everything. So when you also take these drugs, you know, there's side effects. So God knows what it's doing to your thyroid and X, Y, and Z. So it's going to cause a little bit of inflammation. So I deflamed and it was great. Like like that was... The dips were hard. There were some days where I'd wake up crying and I would just be sad and I had to ride it out. Like it just... And use all the tools. Phone a friend, go on a walk go take a soul cycle class, like do what it was that I 
could just to get outside of myself. High intensity cardio is really important. I created a buddy system. So at first I asked a girlfriend who lived nearby to... I couldn't meet her at the workout because I don't know if I would get to the workout. So I would have her come and pick me up to go to the workout to hold myself accountable. And then I got, okay, I can look, I can work out without Adderall. Like who knew? And then once I knew that, I would get myself to the workout. I had already gone to school for what I do Mm -hmm. now, but I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't know if I'm ready to step into this or this is my lifelong, you know, questioning everything because that's also what these drugs do. But I've always been called to health. Like health has always been my passion since I was a little girl. Just a really weird thing that I stumbled upon. I like nobody taught me this. I didn't grow up in a healthy household. And I was raised in an era where health wasn't a thing. This this wasn't trendy. There was no air one. Well, there was air one, but it was one location and it was like a weird macrobiotic strange store. There was wild oats, which was like before the big Whole Foods boom. So it, health wasn't like a thing. So even when I got to college, like you can't, the, my mom was like, you can't, this, you have to get a job, like get a job get a real career because still there weren't even a lot of courses in school regarding nutrition or anything like that. So I told myself like, this is not my career path, which was sad because it made me feel lost for most of my 20s because it was my calling. But when I found this healing modality that I do now called nutrition response testing, when I was getting really sick in New York, it was the only thing that really worked for me. And I, at that point, I had studied live blood, urine, and saliva analysis. I was a health coach. But again, these are things that you, quote, can't make money at. So I was just doing other jobs while studying all this stuff for fun. And then I became so obsessed with this method because it just changed my life. And after being a patient of it for five years, I like I fought tooth and nail to get into the school because you have to be a doctor to go to the school. Got in and then started that. And I think... After the Adderall detox, what happened was is that going back to the vibration is that I was vibrating a different level. And all of a sudden I had this girl on Instagram be like, I can I be your assistant? I'm like, I assistant, I don't even have a career. Like <laughs> <laughs> I live at home. Like, yeah, what? like I don't what? do anything. And then my girlfriend was like, Can you do your nutrition response testing thing on me? And I she's like, Something's wrong. I'm breaking out. And I was like, I don't know. She's like, I was like, my kids are in storage. They pulled them out. So I did. And she filmed it. And like, I cleared her acne and she was, she posted it. Then all of a sudden I started getting emails. And I was like, this is weird. So then I called that girl that asked if she would be my assistant. I'm like, maybe I do need an assistant. And it kind of just went from there. Mm. And then it just kept growing and growing. It was all word of mouth. And it just kept going. And then, yeah, now we see up to 85 people a week in four days and Wow. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. What is your... We were talking about this before. What is nutrition response testing? So nutrition response testing is a form. It's kind of like muscle testing. But what's different about us is that we work on the body's autonomic nervous system. So your ANS is comprised of your parasympathetic, rest, relaxation, digestion, and sympathetic, fight or flight, go, go, go. And if those are sending incorrect signals, nothing in the body is really going to operate the way that it should. And most, most of us these days are literally just living in the sympathetic nervous system state. So we work on the nervous system. So if you're going to go and muscle test somebody by and also bypass the nervous system, you're probably going to get an inaccurate read because there's so many different layers of what we call 
blocking and switching. So if the nervous system is blocked, that means that nothing that person takes, it's it's those people you hear like they've tried everything and no matter what, they don't feel well. They're walking around with a blocked nervous system. So you have to unblock it to find out what's blocking them. They could be blocked for years. You never know. Or they're switched people with chronic um, insomnia. Or maybe they're awake all night, but they're tired all day, or they're having having cognitive issues, or they go to pick something up and their hand misses it, things like that. That's a switched nervous system, for example. So we check their blocking and switching. And then from there, we test just as acupuncture will run on meridian points. We run on, on organ points. So we're just testing the strength of your organs using applied pressure. And it creates a muscle response in the arm to figure out what organs are weak. Now, we don't go after symptoms. Symptoms are literally the body just calling out, hey, something's wrong. I need help. That's all it is. It's coming from something underlying. So my job is to go into the body and figure out what is the underlying root cause, but the body is like an onion. So depending on how many years you've lived, you have X amount of layers of stuff that's built up even since when you were in utero over time. And each week we peel back a layer to get to the root cause of what's happening in the system. Like, why did this all occur in the first place? But we lose thousands of cells a day. So it takes 90 days for a new cell to regenerate. But new cells don't regenerate by pulling from the nutrients and medication. They regenerate by pulling from the nutrients in our food, but our soil isn't as nutrient dense as it was 100 years ago. That's why you hear grandparents like, I was fine and nothing was wrong with me. You know, We're living longer, but we're living much sicker. And so I use whole food supplements and homeopathic remedies to help feed cells. So we build happy cells because defective cells are what cause chronic issues. So it's basically healthcare the way mother nature intended. But during the whole process of healing, there's detox and there's rebuilding and things can happen in the body and you can't detox the body faster than it wants to go. That's why it's hard when you go and you get a blood test and it's like, hey, you have heavy metals let's say, but their liver can't handle heavy metal detox without NRT, you put them on a heavy metal detox, this person will be very ill. Or someone will have SIBO, right? And they'll do a breath test and they'll be like, this is a SIBO protocol. But then I have all those people coming to me like, I have SIBO, but I don't feel any better. Their body wasn't ready to handle the SIBO yet. Something is blocking them from handling the SIBO. You have to clear that first. So there are things that we call barriers to healing. There can even be emotional barriers to healing. But until you clear those things, you can't actually keep going down the rabbit hole. Wow. Okay. As far as, yeah, that those emotional blocks, are you, are you having conversations with your patients like as you are testing them? And are you looking at physical responses? Are you looking at emotional responses? How do you kind of like peel back the onion each week effectively? So the emotional stuff, I don't, I do have a colleague that does something called NET along with NRT where she does emotional testing as well. I don't do that. I haven't incorporated that, but I can tell when somebody is not well and somebody is well, or if there's something off chronically every week, then I'll start to ask questions. And I have been known to take extra time afterwards if I feel like somebody is in a toxic relationship without saying like, hey, I think you should break up with this person. Just kind of like, opening them up to start talking about it. Once they hear themselves start talking about this stuff out loud and they can start corresponding like their symptoms and their reactions because your nervous system is responding to something. They usually come to it on their own. But then I just lay the groundwork for how important your emotional life is and how you can stand in the way of your own healing without you even knowing it. Like your cells will hold grief. 
I have a client in Israel right now and I was FaceTiming her and I'm like, you have so much grief in your cells that your nervous system is completely shut down. So it's hard to get her supplements. So it took a while for her to get this tincture I needed. The only thing that tested for her to clear the grief out of her nervous system. And I talked to her and she's like, I'm still really sad and I'm not feeling well and nothing's working. And I'm like, because your nervous system is blocked. You need to take this tincture now to unblock. You've got to get the grief out of your cells. Because it was so... She was like, that doesn't... Whatever. I'm sad. It's normal. And I'm like, no, no. It's like so deep, your sadness. Like it's your whole nervous system just shut down. Like nothing's working right now. So, so it's emotions play a huge, huge, huge role. Uh, your thought life plays a huge role. Your spiritual beliefs play a huge role. And also like your relationship with the practitioner. Like I'm not for everyone and I'm not the only healing modality. And I tell that to people all the time. But if someone's going to come into my office and be like, this is bullshit. Like, what is she doing to me? Like, this isn't working. <laughs> it's not going to work because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're blocking it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, yes. it's NRT, right? Yeah. Okay. With What exactly is like, so if someone comes in for a session, what would happen to them? Say they're feeling generally healthy. Say if it was me. I'm like, like, (laughs) so I have these problems. Yeah, literally. I'm like, say they're generally feeling healthy, but they could feel better. They're wearing this pattern dress. They look banging, (laughs) but they want to look even better. Okay, so what would like a session be and what's actually happening and what's the science behind what is going on? Because for someone on the outside, it can seem a little funky. Mm -hmm. I believe in it. But what do you say to people when you're trying to explain like what the science is? So... It's hard because there are a lot of people that love to say like, it's a pseudoscience because it's muscle testing and a form of muscle testing and this, that, and the other. Yeah. It's really hard to explain, but because it has worked so well, the science behind it really is how I find it is where people question. But what I find is so accurate when it comes to blood tests and what doctors are pulling up and result driven. I'm very result driven. I'm not getting results. I am not in the right business. Um, And then I don't believe in it. So because of that, that's when that's the science behind it. So for example, your heart isn't functioning properly, let's say, and we want to feed the heart cells. So what do we do is like, it depends. Is there something irritating the heart? Is it heavy metals that are blocking the actual heart organ? And like that's science. Like you have sludge in your blood things aren't going to be moving. But let's say the actual organ itself is weak. Then we can feed the organ so that the cells actually start to heal and the heart actually starts to function properly. So that is a scientific thing, like just feeding the body nutrients. Like cells literally regenerate from pulling from nutrients. It's just how it is. But the other part of it is very challenging to explain. So... I just know that I've always had the confidence in... I kind of get to the point with clients when they first question... Everybody's open. Because if somebody was... is, I always vet them over email. You cannot book online. So if they send me an email and they're questioning too much, I'll refer them out. Because I don't really have time for that. You're either here because you really want to be here and you're here for whatever I have to say or you're out. Because I just there's too many people that need to be healed in this world and so many people that are completely open and ready to do it. If you're going to pick a modality, like pick it. Don't do medical tourism. That's another thing that drives me insane. Like going to so many practitioners and so many doctors and doing so many things and you're not going to get well because you're getting 
so much information from too many different people. I think like, there's spiritual tourism too. Oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. With healers and stuff. Oh my God, so many healers. Wow, but like, I'm going to take that. Pick a lane, just pick a lane and try it and mm-hmm. really commit to it. But when I have the top endocrinologist in Beverly Hills referring clients to me because he's stumped, he's never been in my office, but he's, I have people come to me and when I see his name written on the paper, I'm like, I'm sorry, Dr. Geller referred you here? And he's, they're like, yeah, well, he said he couldn't figure out, but you would know what to do. And I'm like, well, that must be some clients of mine that were a client of his. I don't know. But that was huge. When I get referrals from other Western medical doctors, I'm just like, okay, so at least I'm being recognized for the fact that blood tests are changing and the needle is moving. And like doctors are like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's working. Keep doing it. Wow. You've mentioned heavy metals a few times and I feel like I hear about heavy metals all the time. Um, I actually, I don't think I've been tested for heavy metals, but where are we getting heavy metals in our system and how do we begin to detox and what effects do they have on the system? So it really depends. I also see like on Instagram and stuff, it's really trendy. Everybody's doing detoxes because they see an influencer. I'm doing a parasited detox. Yeah. So I'm Dude, doing everyone has parasites. Everybody, by the way, everybody does have parasites. Mm -hmm. It just matters whether they're copacetic with your system or not. You can't clear every single parasite. I might have just drank a parasite in this water right now. (laughs) But like, is my immune system strong enough to fight it off or not? Am I going to go eat a plate of sushi? No, I can't really look at sushi the same. And that's sad because I loved sushi. But like, I've seen too much now. Of parasites from sushi? Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that'll stick with me. I have clients who are like multiple times a week, sugar fish and whatever. And they have, they'll come to me. Like I have one client when she first came to me, she couldn't get a sentence out without, and no gastroenterologist could figure it out. And when I was testing her, I'm like, whoa, you are full. Like not just one worm, not just one tiny, like we're talking eggs, worms microparasites. Holy shit. Why was that causing that reaction of the breath? She basically, it just doing something to her stomach and her intestines and basically all her organs. There's so many worms. There's also parasite psychosis. It'll make you crazy. Yeah. It'll like take over your brain. Yes. What are you... Oh yeah, there's something weird. It like takes over your brain or something. I had one 24-year-old. I wish she came back. I think I overwhelmed her. It was her first session and she had a... She was such a walking down the street and she had a brain aneurysm and I'm like, and I go through your whole health history yeah. with you. And there's no science like this girl should have a brain aneurysm. Yeah. I'm like, and she's like saying it like, oh yeah, like that's something people get. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not something people get. You're 24 years old. Like you should not be having a brain aneurysm. But I found a worm in her brain and I told her this, but obviously it's so outside the box, the testing method. I think it might've freaked her out because I was trying to tell her like, this is great news. Yes, We can get this out of you and then your brain will be healed. But she never came back. Dang it. How do you test for a worm? Do you yeah. use the muscle testing? Yeah. So we have things called frequency vials. So everything is uh, an energy. Like there are now, you know, there's now magnetic therapies at UCLA for for depression. Like frequencies are a real thing. They're using frequencies to treat autism, to calm down the nervous system. So we use frequency vials because everything's energy. So we work with the body's energy and the frequency vials to figure out what is going wrong in the body. And like, look... Like I said, a lot of doctors, a lot of people will try and people that are very big naysayers on this. I just don't even care anymore because I'm busy. I I have a wait list now. Like I don't care, but it works. It works really, really, really well. And it's pretty accurate. So, I mean, I've not, I haven't had 
like anybody say like, wow, this has done nothing for me. I'm leaving. With the worms, what would people, how do people get them? And how can people know if there is that happening? So parasites... uh, Are they the same thing? Parasites and worms? No, there's worms and then there's microorganisms. There's protozoas. I mean, there's thousands of different parasites. There's the parasite eggs. There's there's liver flukes that live in your liver that multiply. There's so many thousands of different parasites. It's just hard. Like if you do a stool sample, unless that parasite's living like in your liver, gallbladder, small intestine, gut, or stomach, if it's lodged in your spinal cord which may or may not could lead to things like MS or whatever it is, you don't really have a way of testing it in stool or any other way. So you kind of just have to like trust that it's there when we test it. Like I've got people that come to me and they're like, I I think I have MS. They don't actually have MS. Like there's one girl that got a diagnosis of MS and then all of a sudden she got a diagnosis after four months of working with me, no MS, like, wow. Just worms. And it was worms? Just worms. She didn't end up doing it because the spinal tap was inconclusive, but everything else showed. I'm like, I'm sorry, unless you have a conclusive spinal tap, I don't buy it. Uh-huh. Mm. Can you, do you see worms when you get rid of them or do they just die inside you? No, I mean, no, unless you have like a real like tapeworm or yeah. a worm coming out of you. No, like it'll just die. And the die off though, when worms die, you can feel even sicker because they're off gassing a lot of things they've been eating in your body. So they could have been eating bacteria and fungus and you know heavy metals and things like that. And when you start to kill them, it's like, and it just all starts coming out. Plus then you got to kill the eggs. So it's a very long process. It's not like, oh, I killed my worm. That's it. Okay, what eggs have it has it laid? Even the, just the microorganisms that start to die in your body, the really, really small ones. Mm. And is this all with herbal treatments? Like, what are some examples of the treatments for this? So since each parasite has its own DNA digestive system, we have to use certain things that will kill that particular strain of parasite. So usually most parasite protocols, some of them don't require this. It just depends on the person that I'm working on. Usually it'll require like a a cycling of like a 10 days on, two days off or 10 days on, five days off because you have to allow those days off for the die-off period and then you got to whack it again so that it doesn't actually start to get used to it, metabolize it and then keep breeding and living and all that fun stuff. What percentage of people would have this? like 100% of people have, everybody's got like about 10 to 20 parasites living them at a time. It just matters, like I said, whether they're copacetic with your system or not. Like it's possible or your immune system can handle it or not. Whoa. So no sushi. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. Like I love sushi, but it's really, really, really hard for me. Like I think the last time I had sushi was... Because it's the raw fish. September of 2020. Wow. Like I'll have it like a really special occasion (laughs) Because they're all fish, right? I'll try and take a bunch of shit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's really bad. So it's the raw. The raw. The raw fish and raw meat. But, you know, I mean, there's parasites on, on everything. There's parasites in water. You can't live in a bubble. It just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you can avoid certain, like, big triggers of parasites, then why not? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, back to the heavy metals. I just want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Is that something that we need to be cognizant of in our water and our food? Like how can we... Yeah. 
So aluminum, for example, that's like such an easy one. Don't use uh, antiperspirant. Don't cook with aluminum foil. Don't wrap things in aluminum foil. If you have metal fillings, get them out and probably work with somebody because sometimes you can get those heavy metals removed and you might get migraines afterwards just because it's hard unless they're really good with like ozone and getting things out and they're very detail-oriented mm. dentists. Sometimes that stuff can just go into your bloodstream and you really don't feel well afterwards, but it's important to get them out. Heavy metals were exposed to from when we we're in utero and then when we're born. And then there are metals in certain vaccines and there are metals in, you know, it's in everything, in medication. There's titanium in, you know, coated in, I don't know, I think it was Dayquil or Nyquil I looked at the other day. I mean, it just depends like what, what you're looking at. There's aluminum in medications too. There is, you know, lead paint in old places. There's so many different kinds of metals you can be exposed to. You can be exposed to, let's say you have a toxic level of iron in your body or you have a copper IUD and your body's not reacting well with that copper. So then it shows up as copper. You have metal plates in your body that you need help to just constantly start cleaning your blood out. Things like that. Wow. So what can people, for those things, what, what are some general suggestions you make for people so that they can... You know, do you suggest that people get the immune system built up enough to being strong where if they come against heavy metals and parasites, it's good? Or do you suggest people take actions to prevent them from happening? There are certain things that are easy. I, I'm not for... It's so funny. I, I re, This is a small example. I reposted this thing Dave Astry wrote on Kale. I really hate Kale. I think it just sucks. And so <laughs> I reposted it. But then I think a lot of my followers and my clients started following Dave Asprey. And so then Dave Asprey went on another rant about like every other food group. And they're like, it was really weird. It all happened today. Today, we got a, a crazy amount of emails asking about all these different foods and should I eat them? Should I not eat them? And, and then my sister was like, what is going on? And then she saw that Dave Asprey had posted this whole thing. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait to see. You I know? laughed my ass off when him and Max had an interview. Oh, yeah. And he was like saying like, Kale it. is bad. And I just was like, I don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. Like, it was just. Well, Kale, it kind of does suck. It really sucks. Everybody's got thyroid problems. And Kale's real tough on the thyroid. Really? But Why? For almost everyone, because it contains natural compounds that will block your thyroid's ability from intaking iodine. It's also really rough on the gut and the thyroid and the gut mm -hmm. are linked. But like nightshades, for example, I'm not like, don't eat a nightshade. I say, enjoy your life. Like if you can cut out kale, like really, is kale really that good though? Like, is it it's really? Not. Unless it's like made into a chip. I like spinach better. Yeah. Like I'm like, <laughs> is it floppy? I, I was like, I, I, like wonder, I like arugula. I love arugula. I like arugula. Yeah. Peppery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what's the deal? Like, let go of the kale. Fine. But there's a lot of other things where people start spinning out. I'm like, the whole point is to also have joy and not to be so dogmatic as much as you can. And sometimes we're proven wrong with certain theories and that's fine. You have to be flexible and be willing to admit when you're wrong or if you learn something new. But just like with metals and things like that, like cut out the obvious things, like the things that you really have control over. Clean up your cleaning products, you know? Use mm -hmm. use uh, non-toxic stuff on your body. There are ways to, you know, I have a gel manicure. This is my toxin of choice. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> pick Milk your and honey is non-toxic. Really? Mm -hmm. They do gel. And Brentwood, yeah, gel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm due for a manicure. (laughs) Um, But you got to pick your poisons, you know, and it's, you can't live in a bubble. So there are certain things, filter your water, for example, maybe get a shower filter as well. If you take baths, get a filter for the bath. Don't soak in that water. There are things like that, that you can Mm -hmm. totally have control over and it's doable. But like, when you come to me, you're coming to me because you've got chronic issues. I'm not there going, ooh, let's see all the crap we can pull up in your body. Like if someone were to say to me, I feel really good, but like, I feel like I should do something. That's not my client. Like you're coming to me because you have something (laughs) chronic going on. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's, why dig that up? Like live your best life. Do you, do what makes you feel good. But if you're unwell, then yeah, I can help you because Mm -hmm. these things are just loaded up in your body. If you're feeling great, like don't, don't poke the bear. Mm -hmm. I feel like some people don't know they don't feel good or they don't, Mm -hmm. they settle for a lower level of Mm -hmm. feeling good. Do you but, agree? Yes. Yeah. So people will come to me as well and they'll, they'll, they're, they won't know how good they can feel. Yes. So they'll have other symptoms that, for example, they won't write down. And then they'll tell oh. me like, I had sleep apnea and it's gone. I'm like, how did you not tell me you had sleep apnea on our first so, session? <laughs> so things like yes. that. With the supplements, because you're, it's your liver is filtrating them or filtering them. I guess like, so you pers- you do supplements and homeopathic remedies. I take supplements too. And I know you do as well. A lot of our audience does. Do you ever need to like give your liver a break? Like what is the effect of taking so many supplements on our body? And should we ever take a break? So at the end of each session, I always pulse the liver. When we pulse the liver, the liver needs to pulse a 10 out of 10. If it's pulsing weak, it needs support. If it's pulsing above a 10, that means it's overactive. So I test to see, is it a supplement that's causing the liver to have an overreaction, which has happened to me before where I've taken like, I had to stop. I haven't been on vitamin D for months. And like, that's like the number one anti-COVID mm-hmm. and whatever. Because every time I take vitamin D, my it'll, it'll provoke this facial swelling rash thing in my body mm-hmm. because my liver can't actually handle vitamin D right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, we always test the liver. Now, liver enzymes can be high though, and randomly, and people that are not alcoholics, that are not whatever, like, but if you got the hepatitis vaccine when you were younger, which are the hepatitis shot, most likely you did, mm-hmm. because if you didn't, I don't know, you're then you're just haven't had any shots. But that actually, all those things go into your body and they sit in your fatty tissues. So as life goes on and you're detoxing things, those things will come about. So it can look like someone has hepatitis, but they actually don't. There was no recent exposure, for example. But their mm. liver is just like metabolizing this old mm. stuff all of a sudden. Oh. So we'll start to get that out as well. But yes, of course, you can take too many things and cause the liver to poop out. I have one girl on like a fungal detox. And just today, her body was like, I was testing her and her body was just like, nope, I want to go off of these 10 things and I only want these three things. So I told her, we put, what we do is we put them on hold. Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Daloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and 
more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some, some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing, you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, you, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Deloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends. And they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps, and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Deloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense. And she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high-potency, fast-acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try Deloon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. Like, is there an intuitive muscle test they could do by themselves? I mean... I don't believe in that. Like, I don't muscle test myself. I see a practitioner to make sure that I'm on point. I don't yeah. see her that often, but I don't believe in... And um, I think some practitioners test themselves, but I also believe that it's hard to test yourself because we all have our own guides. And unless there is a third-party testing that's not that doesn't have anything invested in it other than getting you well, it's a much clearer read. And plus the person testing you has to be on a schedule because if your nervous system isn't on point, you won't get an accurate read. So every morning I make sure my assistant's system is accurate and my system is accurate. You test her. Wow. Yeah. I, I, no one can work for me unless they're on a supplement schedule. I love, I love that. that. It's like an MLM. I should work for you. Right? And then they yeah. become obsessed with it. My oldest yes. would be like, why? I, I, she see me putting client after client on one supplement and then at the end of the day, she'd be like, holding the bottle up, like, test me, test me. I'm like, no, like you're on a program. I'm not like, why do you want to take more pills? Like what's wrong with you? What's the most common condition ailment that you're seeing in women specifically mm. right now? Hormone problems, a lot of thyroid, mm. just thyroid, why thyroid left and right. And oh my God, between medications, taking down the thyroid, the quality of our food, taking down the thyroid foods that we considered were healthy, overeating them. I'm telling you, I can't make this up about kale. What what besides kale? I'm curious. The I mean, top three that I find personally, and like, listen, there's a lot of brassicas, but kale, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, broccolini less so. There's bitters in it, which hmm. help with the digestion, but 
those three, like, especially if you're getting gassy and bloated afterwards, mm. people just think that they're mm. bloated and they're gassy. They don't realize that. And then I look at their food journal and it's like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and kale all day, every day. And I'm like, and it's like bloated, bloated, gas, smelly gas. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, if I ate that, I could fly myself to New York. That gas. Like, that's crazy. How do you even <laughs> walk around to oh like a whoopee God. cushion? Yeah. Um, the thyroid's a big, big thing. Mm. A lot of hormonal problems with women just, you know, fluctuating right now. There's a lot of heart problems across the board with everyone right now. What what do you mean when you say heart problems? The heart's doing something funky and I can't quite put my finger on it. Is it inflammation? See their heart palpitations they're getting. Some don't report anything. They're just having weird circulatory issues. Some are having anxiety and random panic attacks. Some are having weird numbness. Some are getting short of breath. It's all coming from the heart though. Some are missing Mm. their periods, but I'm finding that it's the heart. Mm. Very bizarre. It's been a big trend this year is the heart. I've run out of heart supplements. Like like that's my number one seller right now. And it's, um, are you all holistic or what are your supplements? And and do you make them yourself? Like what's that process like? So my supplements are only, um, you have to be a practitioner licensed practitioner or doctor or acupuncturist or somebody to actually have to carry a certain license in order to carry these supplements. And the supplements are all whole food supplements and homeopathic remedies. And we carry some herbs. I'm not as herbally driven. Herbs are much harder on the liver, for example. But I do use some herbal remedies. When you say whole food supplements, what does that mean? Literally food pressed into a tablet. Wow. And, and a lot of nose cold. to tail. So it's really hard for me to get vegans well. But most of my vegans end up eating eggs or something after working with me. Mm, yeah. What are, your, what are your recommendations and thoughts around meat and protein and all of that? Well, the, it's not a one size fits all. Depends on the individual. Depends on... I just look at everything from their ancestry to their current immune system to you know their blood type. And it just depends on what works well. I'm not like telling everybody to eat a ton of meat. I'm a big meat eater, but I'm not, that's not for everyone. But I do take a look at where their key nutrients are and what's going on. And I'll take a look at some blood tests as well. And then I'll shift their diet. But I do believe in high quality protein, healthy fats and veggies. I'm not like a huge fruit forward person. I think fructose can... uh, trip people up a lot and they don't even realize it. Mm. And I'm not a big uh, grain person. And I think starches, you know, like in moderation are great, but it's a lot of pancreatic problems and cortisol issues and adrenal function and hormonal issues. So some people can eat more starches than others for sure. But then a lot of the women that come to me are having issues because they can't metabolize this stuff as well. Mm. With the with starches and grains, is it because they are eventually converted into sugar mm-hmm. and that affects our blood sugar levels and our insulin levels? Or is there something else about them? Well, it does. It converts to sugar. So like I said, unless you have healthy insulin levels as is, you know, it'll A, get stored as fat or cause inflammation in the body. So while there are great starches, if you overeat them, like you might feel a little bit lethargic or you might feel a little swollen or... or constipated or things like that. And some people just starch go in, starch go out. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just like I said, it depends on the person. Mm. As far as fitness, working out, movement, I know it's not a one size fits all, but I guess what are you recommending for a balanced hormonal 
system? And then also if we're talking a lot about the thyroid and adrenals, what are you kind of seeing as a trend that you recommend? I usually, the most common recommendation I give, because it's rare and where I'm like, just do some yoga. That's very rare. I like... I like to always say at least three days of high intensity cardio, like get a sweat going for at least 45 minute minimum, Mm. get your heart rate going. And then at least start with two days of weightlifting. Weightlifting helps with bone density. You got to build, you have to build your muscles. You have to strengthen your body. You have to tone. It's what holds you up at the end of the day. And if you want to throw in yoga and like Pilates is also great for strength training, but I also think that weightlifting is really underrated. And I learned a lot about that and really helped me personally balance out my hormones as well. Mm -hmm. It's just that people, women in particular, don't like to stick with it because you swell in the beginning. And they're like, I'm getting bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, swell. So what's happening? The muscles growing and repairing and there's more water encapsulating it or what's happening when there's Yeah, spawn? but you're also building muscle. So when you build muscle, you're going to build it before you burn body fat. Mm-hmm. So if you're skinny fat, you know, and you're not, you're used to being looking a certain way, you walk into the gym, you start building muscle. You're like, oh, I'm getting bigger. My jeans are bigger or fitting, you know, tighter, things like that. But then it will all balance itself out. You just got to stick with it. But I mean, to feel strong in your body, physically strong and grounded in your body is so important in life, especially as women, because we are so sacrally oriented. It's our like root chakra that's so important for us. It's our intuition. It's our guide. And if you're not rooted down there, and you don't have any strength to hold it together along with, yes, meditation and yoga and all these beautiful modalities. It's just that it really helps to have some muscle behind it. Yeah, you do feel different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, you know, it feels good because I mean, we used to be cardio freaks. Mm-hmm. I haven't honestly gotten my heart rate up in months. I was saying that the other day, I just started the interval training again because we got some tests back. And one of the recommendations. Lizzie got her test back and said, fair. Made me laugh my ass off. Because it's so it's so crazy. But you I used eat, to teach. You used to like... Yes. I, yes. Eat, I eat super healthy. And like, I, I think I do everything right. Right. Yeah. But I do think that going from teaching 15 classes a week and post Soul Cycle, I was walking, doing yoga, just very much low intensity, low impact. And... I experienced my inflammation go down. Like I felt really good, but I also think there is something to getting your heart rate up a few times a week. It's doing a little something. Um, I think it's probably affecting the quality of my sleep, even though I'm sleeping a good amount. It's affecting the quality of my sleep and other things, but it was just funny. My cholesterol slightly high. Might be eating too many. I, I it just honestly depends on you know? what the cholesterol reading is, though. I like, know. there's no such thing. Like, I like a slightly high cholesterol. It just, what are all the other numbers right. underlying it? Like, people just love to like freak you out. Yeah, you know? that's true. You got high cholesterol. Well, that's why like testing sometimes like fucks with my head. Oh yeah, because I'm like, wait, I'm feeling okay. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. My cholesterol is. Slightly high, but it's actually perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> but it's not, they say it's slightly high, I say it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I don't have like high triglycerides and all the other stuff. Yes. But my overall number, yeah. But like it's probably the same. Great. You mm-hmm. need that. Mm-hmm. It's probably the same. Yeah. What would be your normal day of eating? Or like what's some staples and and things that people can look out for? Um, that I would recommend yes. or that I eat. That <laughs> you would difference. recommend. 
perfect day of eating <laughs> because I ate a lot of bacon today. So that's not what I would recommend to everyone. Um, staples in your diet to eat. Well, leafy greens for sure, but I'm more in the camp of arugula and butter lettuce and romaine and little gem, things like that. Spinach mm. is great too. Uh, so leafy greens, healthy fats, love olive oil, um, just pouring it on a salad. It's really great for your body. Sea salt, lots of sea salt and everything. You need salt. You need mm-hmm. salt for your cells to transport minerals. You need it for hydration. Do you like Element? I do. I love Element. Mm-hmm. Love right. Element. Their chocolate salt is pretty Bomb, fire. Dude, I love that <laughs> shit. I'm not, I'm not into the chocolate yet. Really? Yeah, do you like the mango chili? I like the mango chili. What's I like the chocolate. I love a watermelon or raspberry. I'm like a Jolly Rancher type of gal. Oh, do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're yeah. like, do they have strawberry margarita flavor? <laughs> I can't wrap my head around their citrus one or whatever. It was one that tastes a little too much like floor cleaner for me, but oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Lemon so lime good. is bomb too. Lemon lime is bomb. Um, yeah, so salt's really important. Just some high quality protein. I always tell my clients, especially when they feel overwhelmed, just at least like the size and thickness of the palm of your hand is ideal. That's all you really need if you're like scared of overeating protein or animal product or whatever it is, because there's a lot around that nowadays. Um, always wild, always grass fed, or I mean, as much as you can. But like I said, like stress is going to kill you before the food on your plate does. So if you're going out to a restaurant, you're like, is this wild caught? Is this grass fed? Where did this come from? Ah, you know what I mean? Like it's going to spin you out. Then you're going to have a whole different eating disorder called orthorexia where you are just obsessed with the quality of the food. So the food that you can control at home, yes, please. That would be ideal. Beautiful. Um, one last thing on that, water. Water. Hyd- like not just Filtered. for hydration, but what type of... Any filters that you recommend or... I mean, you know, there's so many expensive filters out there. So it really depends on how much you want to spend. But really, if you just want to like upgrade from like a simple Brita, I like the pure water filter, oh, yeah. P-U-R. So it's like a step it up. takes forever, but... It does take I kind of like when it takes forever. I know, same. Like right. do your little work. Yeah, because when <laughs> yeah. it goes too fast, I'm like, are you same. really... That's mm-hmm. one I have in my fridge. It goes too fast. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not filtering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Berkey's slow. Berkey's slow. I need to change my Berkey. Berkey's really slow. <laughs> I need to change my little... Remember when we got the Berkey? And I just threw the things in there. Dude. When she first got her Berkey, she just put the filters, like <laughs> dropped them in the water and they're just... Floating. No. Yes, yes. Lindsay's like, what is this? It was just like two, two of the black things just like in the thing. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, You're, that one's yours. I need to replace the black things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Jamie, where did this water go? Uh, yeah, we gave her that water. Oh, no. I, I mean, it's been like a year. I think they last for long. <laughs> no, they last forever. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so water, water quality, pure water filter. Yeah. It's okay. a good, nice, cheap one everyone can get. Yeah. Okay. Just, you can get it on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Start mm-hmm. there. I don't even own a Berkey right now. Really? Yeah. I, have a, I have the filter in my fridge. I just changed it. So, I figured that's fine. But I had a pure water filter in my old apartment. And then, you know, I have Mountain Valley glass water delivery to my office. So like the big gallon jug, two gallon jug. Yeah. I want that. Okay. Got it. I mean, these are the type of conversations that I leave and I will never forget. I know. Like certain things that you said that really landed for me that You're I will never, never ever forget. Worms and kale. Yeah, I'm done with sushi right Worms now. Worms and kale. Worms and kale. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard. Sushi's a hard one. What are you, um, 
what are you excited about right now? Or what is like feel, feeling like it's really filling you up? That's a great question because I've been a little... Uh, mm. My tank mm. has been a little empty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you support yourself when it's empty? I take really long hikes. I got really into hiking. So I'll do like an eight or 10 mile hike and just zone out, which always resets me. Just anything that just goes into taking care of myself. Like the other day, like baked cookies and it just felt very, uh, I don't know, healing, like very much in my feminine. I'm not in my feminine a lot. I'm still trying to get myself to take a bath. I just, I don't know, man. I, just don't get, I mean, I get it like when I'm on vacation, but then I'm like, it's like work. It feels like, but everybody, like my coach is like, you got to take every week. It's like your homework is to take a bath. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that. it. Like, but I know what you week. mean. You're like, how long should I be in here? Yeah. Know. And then I feel like I have to shower before I get in the bath. I'm not soaking my own filth. I'm yes. like, all these thoughts are on the bath. And then I start to prune when it gets lukewarm. And I'm like, so is it time to get out now? Like, I just don't have a water filter on the bathtub water, so I can't do it. Yeah. On Am- in, on Amazon, there are these, I have okay. this ball. You like roll it around in the bath before you get in it. Okay. It filters the water. Really? I'll use that. Yeah, I just look up like bath filter on Amazon. Bath cool. filter ball. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. This yeah. has been fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited to introduce you to those of our audience that don't know you already. Um, how can they find you, potentially work for you, work with you, mm-hmm. get on your wait list, all the things and get your supplements? My, okay. So you can find me at Bees Honey. My website is beeshoney.com and the email is info at beeshoney.com. Also, I'm launching a supplement line. It's for anti-aging and it makes your skin super tight and glowy. Mm, done. <laughs> and Love. that's called Pia Health. The Instagram is Pia Health and the website is piahealth.com. And you can join our mailer to get ready for the actual launch product, which will be coming out in the next couple of months. Can't wait. Thank you so much, babe. Thanks. I'm so glad you're here. You're welcome. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much, Vanessa V's Honey, for coming on the podcast. Again, that's Vanessa Fitzgerald. And if this episode resonated with you, if you found like some of the things that we talked about were interesting or inspiring or enlightening, the way that we've grown almost 30 in our community is by sharing these episodes with friends. So share it with someone you love. And you can also write us a kind review on iTunes. We love to read those. We really appreciate them. It's a free way to support the show. You can go to almost30.com and find show notes, find blog posts, find anything that we're doing here at Almost 30, whether it's a course or program or podcast pro. And we have episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. We love you guys. Thank you. As always, we will see you on the next one. See you soon.